Is that pedophilia or not to imagine you as a child and me as a, as a stern schoolmaster? Uh, not quite. It's on the cusp. Just, just fingering you. Well, yeah, then, yeah, once that happens, yeah. you had mentioned that uh, a topic that's been on my mind is how i know some dudes who think that women should not look all that sexy in video games because that makes them bad role models and then i know other people who are women who say i won't play a video game unless i can play as a sexy woman because i hate ugly people yeah male or female it's a weird uh, uh kind of flipperoo there yeah there's something it. i've come to realize in yes. terms of, of LGBT issues, race issues, gender issues, no matter what you say, you will piss 50% of the population off. <laughs> no matter what you say, 50% of the population will agree with you, no matter what stance you take. So there's literally no right answer, so just do whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, just, just make a yourself. sexy if you want a video game character who's wearing just some dental floss. Uh, to barely cover her nipples and her areoli is peeking out, you might as well do it because either you're going to dress her completely up and piss off one set of people or you're going to do what you're going to do and piss off another set of people. So you might as well just fucking do what fucking ever. Indeed. Exactly. Speaking of which, is well, it a familiar so- or not is coming up? <laughs> I'm only thinking, I uh, thought you were done with that. I, I am can't done remember. with that. It's- you are. Well, this is a bit of an impromptu podcast because, um, but we've started. Don't worry about that. Uh, Already decided that. Fuck it. We've already started. Welcome to Podtoid. Whatever. Um, I'm Jim Sterling. I'm here with Jonathan Holmes. Hi. And I'm here with Max Scoville, and he's the reason why this is sort of a an early. Well, it's going to be early for us. I'm going to release it at the same time, but it's early for us because Max has got a day free. But it's a kind of a special. I mean, I say special episode, but are you still in that paper bag, Max? No, I'm right in it. I'm. Are what? you in the cat litter? Are you no, I'm not. In, I'm not in cat litter. I don't believe I Max. Don't... I'm trying to do your big thing and build it up, and you're uh, just it up. acting. I'm not. You're like a cat in a plastic shopping bag. Do I still sound like that? No, it, no, it's weird. It the... Hold on, let me see if it's. Hold on, hold on here. What about now? Is that, that better? Sounds, sounds really good. That now, what'd you do? I switched the switched the mic. It's the same thing that happened before. Oh. Somebody was using the microphone wrong. Oh. Anyway, oh. so is that is that better? Do I not sound like I'm in cat litter anymore? It sounds That's so good. good now. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Sounded like a monkey covered in sandpaper. I love that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's a, a monkey, monkey that's just like. He just jumps on people and, and makes them have scabs. Uh, I was actually, I was going to try and come up with a name for it, and then I almost said Sand Monkey, and I realized that would be a terrible thing to say. Because oh, I, really? I, th- I think that's racist. Sand Monkey. I Don't so. keep saying it! <laughs> I can say it. I'm, I'm immune. Of course, because you've got the, the, slight, may- the slightly not white diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I might be a Sand Monkey. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's okay. You can say that. That's your word. You took it back. Yeah, that's right. I, I made it good. That's another thing I like talking about is taking it back. Yeah, damn taking right. I'll tell you what. For the white men, I'm taking back racist. That's You're the taking- word I'm bringing back. 
I'm taking back racist for the one. Yeah, make so what? I'm a again? bigot. I'm a bigot. I'm proud of it. Damn right. I'm a bigot. You're a little it. I'm a bigot. Whatever. I'm out and I'm proud. I like that bigot sounds like it sounds like a, a racial slur. You're a oh, bigot. Oh yeah. Mm. It's really mean to call someone a bigot more so than to call them a uh, a sand jockey or whatever you just said. Go back to began bigoty stand. <laughs> you, you, you moon cricket. Moon Slutty cricket. Did you just Eskimo. make that up? No, that's actually a thing. I don't know what moon cricket is. I used to go on the the internet racial slur database. Oh, which was just course. like a list of racial slurs. Like the internet already isn't that. Yeah. Oh fuck! Here come the fire engines. I like the I live- um the the ones for the British because they're not actual racial. They're they're racist words for other people, but they've just put a British thing next to it. So you've got rain gook and I've things never like heard that. that. And <laughs> rain gook. Rain gook and and tea nigger and things like that. It's just that's really the the fu- I I like there was one that was for for the Irish that was potato nigger and it's like <laughs> that's so oh, that's yeah. just that's just like that's like magnetic poetry with racism that like it's at this point racism is just so modular that it's like yeah what, I, I at one point my friend and I were trying to make up racial slurs for God <laughs> for it was, God it was for, a low point Lord yeah I think one one of them was cloud fucker um yeah. <laughs> There was the it was alpha and omega queer I think like it, it was like it's, it was, oh, it was the beginning was, and ending queer yeah. literally thinking back on that like was I like, it's yeah, a shame right? because yeah. we've put so much stock into the, just a small amount of words that if you want to invent a new one for it like if a new group of people turn up you can't use anything else because to make something up doesn't quite work so you have to just bolt one word onto an existing word which is just lazy and i don't want lazy racism if you're gonna be racist put some effort into it and then it's okay yep that's that's right right. work on your racism uh... kids well you know we talk about racism because it's imagine imagine that that racial slurs or offensive words are just are are weapons like they are they are guns or knives and then imagine that that combining them with other kind of ordinary things like that's Sword? that's like gluing a knife to something it's not a weapon you know, oh that's like I what see. if you had a like, what if you had like football that had a knife on it you're like yeah that's right <laughs> it's, it's, it's a special <laughs> weapon it's used for killing jocks you know like that's gonna help somehow like i mean i guess the penguin does that like he has umbrellas that are guns that's really yeah, stupid. He has several. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he enjoys it. He's creative. Uh, as long as you're creative about it, I, I think that you can uh, call it valid in some way. Maybe. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty general expression I just made there. I'm pretty sick, lying around. I had a stomach, stomach spasm earlier. I, I kept it quiet though. You want to throw up again? Talk. No, it's a cold. It's a kind of a weird cold. I've had a. I'll be I've right had a for a while. I just actually. Mute my mic and blow my nose. Blow, oh, you did! Nose. Oh, I didn't even notice. So, so yeah, the, the Jim was starting to say this, but um, this is this is going to be my last episode of Podtoid for for a while, of or of, of yeah. regular Podtoid. I think. Um, it's very sad. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a national tragedy. Really. I mean, basically, <laughs> Max didn't want to bring this up, but. I mean, I don't know if any of you know this, but he is uh, part. Well, was part time. Snow 
the rapper um, who did the famous <laughs> song Informer. And he's had a bit of a resurgence. Like, VH1 keeps showing those top 100 shitty things from the 90s. And, no offense, Snow. And he is basically enjoying a revival. He's going to go on a revival tour, and he's going to play Informer and an acoustic version of Informer. So that's going to be a really good tour, I think. Yeah, I'm going to be playing uh, the uh, uh, Stonestown Galleria shopping center uh be playing the food court there they got a little stage that they've set up for me uh the folks at vh1 have been really really supportive they when i go when i come around and they you know they interview me for little little things you know they haven't they haven't actually you know thrown down and given me a full behind the music but they have had me come on you know i love the the 80s and 90s and they had me come on uh you know best week ever even though i was actually i was out that week but i i still was you know you know, just talking about that week, and then they let me, um, you know, they let me pick and choose of the uh, what's left of the, the the Danishes they have out for for the talent. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> they That's don't, they don't want me to nice. fuck up the main spread, but they, you know, they they let me come in, and you know, I it's very exciting. Left. They're like, it, yeah, we were gonna throw this out, but you can have it if you're hungry, and I'm like, oh great. Scones. And that's just the kind of top-notch treatment you can expect when you're snow. That's, I mean, I I, I hope I'm not gonna step on anyone's toes by announcing this but i've been sitting on it for weeks and snow or, or max as you know him on Podtoid, will actually be releasing an autobiography um licky boom boom now the snow story which what's your boom boom now i don't know what it is is this a down clip, like right show are we doing it's, a clip show right now, now? Uh, actually, we kind of are. no, that's the interesting thing, because the last time I cracked on that Max Coville was... And then I said Max Snowville, because that was my best oh, joke yeah. I've ever told, Max Snowville, right? The last time we did that, that was the one podcast we did that never recorded properly. So oh, it yeah. never went out, and I was like, well, if Max is going, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm it's taking that lighting. back as well. I'm oh. taking that back for the white man as well. Max Scoville is snow. <laughs> for too <laughs> that long, is... that's been in the hands of our oppressors. That's no, like that, that... that's like spending research money to like <laughs> to like resurrect somebody that wasn't really that great to begin with. You know, that's like going <laughs> through like the random obituaries, like that joke. I mean, like it's just I I can't believe we brought that joke. I I, I have a I have a joke. <laughs> I have a joke that I'm, I'm currently doing a publicity tour for this joke because I think it might be the best joke I've ever told. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'm particularly proud of this joke. It is a joke that I feel like I've been, I had been gestating for, for 10 years. Uh, it was, it was it. literally like an epiphany when I, when I thought of this joke. I, I put it out on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if anybody saw it. I think a few people saw it, but it's really – are you ready for this joke that I'm about to tell? I'm, I, yes. I think I'm ready. Yes. I think I'm prepared. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh no, Goku has been diagnosed with cerebral palsy. <laughs> you know, like Dragon Ball Z, but yeah. It... <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awful, yeah. but that is what makes it so good. Is that the whole joke? Isn't that a terrible joke? Like I was <laughs> I like, I seriously feel like I'm passing a kidney stone telling that joke. I feel like I, I was meant to be and it just hit me yesterday and it's, it's such a weight off my shoulders it's ridiculous that is brilliant um, I've, got a, I've got a new ambition by the way 
You do. I've got a new ambition. I always like to have some new ambitions because I basically achieved everything I could in my life, and I'm a major success story and a testament yes. to the white man's power, right? Um, <laughs> God, this show, this fucking show. <laughs> Your career is going to be so good now that you're leaving, Max. You will have like it's going to be great. I think you'll go from because so you'll no longer be ashamed. <laughs> And you'll be able to look oh my God. in the eye. Because I know whenever I talk to someone about maybe some freelance work, the memories of Pottoid come into my brain and I can't look them in the eye. And then I just look down at their balls while I'm trying to pick something. And then they don't give me the job because they think I'm going to try and mac on their balls. Uh, but, then, but anyway, I've got a new ambition. I was talking about this the other night with um, Alex because she and I, I don't know why we were talking about them, but we were talking about the band Rat, T. The hair oh, sure. band from the 80s. And uh-huh. I want to do a documentary on their fans. <laughs> because I don't know if any are there. Because Rat are the naked gun of music. The kind of thing where if you hear it, you'll listen, but you'll never go out and buy it. But there's got to be Whoa. some people that do. There's some I, I own there. the naked gun. Somewhere. Yeah, oh. I love that movie. See, you are the Rat fan of the movie. I've got tons of Rat records. Tons of rat you know, records at home. You know what? I my friend has rat on cassette, but I think <laughs> he bought it because it was oh, funny. Yeah. It's, uh, but that's a good, sure. that's a good point because there are those bands where it's it's like a it's like the ugly the ugly friend of the hot girls, you know? Yeah. Like nobody's like rat is my absolute favorite band. They're like I like uh, you know Def Leppard, and I kind of like rat. Like I like I like these other bands that were more popular at that time. I also like rat. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I like. Like, nobody's nobody's like uh I mean I guess there are people out there who are like, you know, Man of War is my favorite band. But Oh but yeah, sure. More, yeah. more often you'll have people who are like I like Iron Maiden and I like Judas Priest and I also listen to Man of War. Like yeah. that's like a it's like a side effect. You I know? mean there are a few bands that well, would... do it because rap are you know, it's fair to say there's something of a one hit wonder. And but they're not like what twisted. One hit, Jim? I can't even remember. I don't that's, even know. Yeah. That's the best thing. Like they're a one-hit wonder, but they're they're too obscure even for that because even though they had a hit, no one knows what it is. It's like you compare it to another one-hit wonder like Twisted Sister, and everyone remembers it because you know you've got Dee Schneider looking all extravagant and any it, it's a very memorable song. But rap, it's such. Because Dee Schneider, you'd mention for a joke, and everyone would laugh and say, oh, ha, ha, he is so brilliant, he looks like a Disney henchman, and that's all funny. But Rat, they're so a nothing. They are just a nothing that to mention them is brilliant on a genius level. It's just that they're a fantastic cultural reference, and I want to know what their fans look like, because I think it's going to be brilliant. I can help you with that. Fantastic. I was there. Have you ever seen uh, Have you ever seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot? Mm-hmm. Not the whole thing. It's a It's a movie. It's like a I think it's like a half hour documentary, on it, and they just interview heavy metal fans in a parking lot in the eighties or the early nineties or whatever, and it's really funny because they're they're the people we're we're talking about. They're rat fans. They might not be solely rat fans, but they're they're people. <laughs> There are people at parking. <laughs> I want to shed light on this. I want to use my age and my experience in life to help you guys understand rat fans because I was there. I'm a good ten years older than you guys. Ten whole years. 
So oh, I remember yeah. the guys who would say Rat is my favorite band. They're the same guys who would say today, like, The Darkness is the best game ever made. Oh, no, it's pretty good. No, it's the best. Oh, you know, boy. there's these uh, games that are pretty good, but they're not top of the line. But there are people that would say that they're their they're absolute favorite. Jim, you would say Dynasty Warriors is one of your favorites, right? Yeah, but they're still... Jim? Dynasty Warriors has... You a... are a rat fan. But no, no, because Dynasty Warriors a has a fan. big enough hatred that everyone still knows it. With <laughs> rat, it's surrounded by so much apathy. Like, again, just like... I, I don't think anybody hates rat. <laughs> no one could hate rat. Oh, you either you know have... it or you don't. And it, and that's it. Like you know it and think rat's pretty good, or you you know you're one of those very select few that love it, and then the rest of them don't know who rat is. They should bone it's up a, on it's the pretty rat. Pretty valid. Yeah, bone up on the rat. Because <laughs> there's, some, some, there's some interesting yeah, go, go rat facts. And, do some rat boning. <laughs> some rat boning up in <laughs> I here. Probably no. Well, there's the title for Podsoid this week, anyway. Okay, I got I got a similar a similar thing. I like the idea of comparing. Uh, comparing fans of an, an 80s rock band to fans of a video game in 2012. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I think that's a really, that's like an interesting way of thinking about things. I recently did a, well, Jim and I both did our little reviews of, of I, my, my review was a little review. His was an actual review for Twisted Metal. Um, mm-hmm. You gave that a seven, Jim, right? Uh, yes, I did, sir. Is, and I saw the comments on your YouTube one. <laughs> oh, dear. I, like, I got some... That, I'm sorry, like, Twisted Metal, I never said it was bad. I did not say it was bad. It is, it is, mm-hmm. if it came out as a new game in this day and age, like, with no, with no backstory whatsoever, it would be, uh, it would probably have, have sold, I'm guessing around, like, Never Dead did. Like, it wouldn't have blown anyone away. I'm not, Whoa, Never Dead is a, never is a broken did. fucking game. It's a broken fucking game. But, but, Twisted Metal, like, it's been 11 years since the last game and releasing what they released and being like, yeah, here it is. You've been waiting for this. I, I, and at the same time being like, there are, there are, there are people, there are people who play video games who were not born yet when the last game came out. I mean, I know it's, it's rated T for teen, but the fact is there are children who are going to be playing that game. Twisted metal is the rat of video games. No, twisted metal is the insane clown posse. Insane clown posse all the way. <laughs> That's that is what I was just trying to do a callback and failed, but you actually you just want to talk about rat and snow. God, Jack. <laughs> I, I think the insane clown posse of gaming is. I, um, I want to do that. I want to apply for a job. I've been thinking about this because I don't need a real, you know, actual in place job at the moment. I was thinking of like applying what? to jobs at Denny's and stuff. Just to do it, just to go to Denny's and work it for a week. Just to apply or to actually work there. Maybe you want the actual work job for a week, but to see if I can get the job with like a really shitty resume, and I might put that on my re- interests and just snow rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to do Jeez. snow brackets music and rat brackets extra tea. <laughs> Or lifestyle or something along those lines. Whoa. Phone call. I gotta... Should I take this on? No, I can't <laughs> take this on the air. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm uh, uh, pretty out of it. I like your ringtone. I feel good. Yeah, it's cute. It's uh, it's classic. Yeah, it's a little ring there. A lot of people don't even have rings on their phones anymore. I wonder when that's going to be considered yeah, like rap. ladies don't have rings on their fingers. What's your point? 
Oh, <laughs> you got a problem with these single phones? I, I don't. I <laughs> doing the joke, doing your comedy jokes. So anyway, yeah, Mike, she was telling us about. Oh yeah, so twisted metal. Like I don't. Oh yeah. Like I, I was honest. I was I was pretty straightforward about my what I was saying. I was like. I'm not like a, a diehard fan of the franchise, and most of the, I feel like a lot of people who are excited about the game are, and they're kind of playing it like, oh yeah, like there's the nostalgia factor. Like I played it a little bit as a kid. I didn't. I just didn't. I never owned it. I never got really got into it hardcore. So it's effectively coming at like a game that's new to me, that's being released mm. as a new game for full price. It's it's a new game. It's 2012, uh, and I was not impressed. Uh, I thought that I thought that there was like. There was not really. It it seemed like it was kind of made in a vacuum. Like it, it did not huh. seem like it really it, it paid attention to what other games are doing. And it's like, I'm always you know I obviously like I push for innovation and stuff, and you know I like to see new ideas even if they don't work. But this was kind of between playing it safe and uh, actually trying something new. Yeah, I've tried that. They see through it right through it. You tried what? To play it safe with a review and be like, oh. I want to try and put this diplomatically because I do kind of like it, but there are problems. They see it right through it. doesn't matter. Unless I was wearing fucking clown paint and going, yeah! I feel like there would still be a lot of people who are like, fuck this guy. This guy's a gay. Look at him. Um, <laughs> so they're mad at you that you didn't like it enough. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like that, I, I mean, I guess the fact that I'm we're actually doing reviews on the show now is like... Starting to see more of that. This was this was probably the first game that I mean I guess Kingdoms of Amalur. I wasn't really a fan of that, um, but Twisted Metal. I was it was just me. It's the, it it was a series, so it had like it had a fan base. Amalur was a new property, so a lot of people just didn't give a shit. But Twisted Metal, you've got these people who I don't think have bought video games for eleven years. They're like, do you play video games? <laughs> no, I play Twisted Metal. <laughs> That's more than a video game. sure. I sure. Did I anyone call you a hipster? Did they say you were uh, a hipster, Max, for liking probably, something yeah, that probably. or not liking? Something? It seems everyone took my hate because I, I, I gave it a seven, which by Sony exclusive standards, I basically shanked Kazurai on the end of his dick. But I didn't really get much criticism. I got away scot free. Meanwhile, I mean, you got a lot of shit, and that guy from G4 TV got slaughtered, not just by Jaffe, but a whole bunch of fans and other critics. They were all criticizing yeah. him for doing things that I've done a lot worse versions of before. Like, I've called fucking. I'm pretty sure I've referred to some of my readers as cancer patients or implied that their dad has been fiddling with them, and, and I've gotten no shit for that. Whereas this guy. Basically, just I forget he just made one lame basement dweller joke, which was you know fairly mediocre, and got all this shit, and and I'm I got away with it. You know, it's... you know, okay, that's that is totally out of line. That is completely out of line to imply that fans of Twisted Metal live in houses that have basements and are not just propped up with cinder blocks. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, a, uh, it it got it got pretty shitty reviews. Like I feel pretty good knowing that I I wasn't like going out on a crazy limb or like like going like I you know I I, I it was my opinion and I just like it's that am I totally crazy or is this like not really anything yeah. to write home about reviews were up and down like, 
Yeah, there were some uh, really positive ones. There were some negative ones. They were all across the board for that. So, I it's it's a, a game that I think is going to have a lot of different opinions because it's such a like it's a it's a solid game, but it is deep like steeped in old school sensibilities. So there are yeah. going to be some that are forgiving of that and some that aren't. And and just fucking get over it. If you don't like one review, well, there's going to be this is one of those ones where there's going to be a ton that back up whatever opinion you have. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's opinions are, are like that's what we do is we just give our opinions on games and the fact that we are people who play games for a living that doesn't necessarily mean that we're like like better at like we're we're critics and it's like when you become a a, a critic of of a thing you you like sort of get yourself you get you you get embroiled in it like you really you're mm. you're stuck in it you're you're seeing it you're not really seeing the forest for the trees or you're seeing all the trees in the forest or something but it's like people who are like Man, I haven't used my PlayStation in a while. I'm gonna go check out a game, and then they buy a game, and they're like, they take it home, and they're like, yeah, this is fun. You know, they have fun with it. You know, it's like games. Games are by nature a fun thing. So sure. Yeah. Well, I've been we are- um, dealing with this on Destructoid when I'm, I'm trying to get reviewers together that play a lot of games, because sometimes we'll get a reviewer who, you know, he only really plays a game like a new game once every couple of months, and so he's not really on top of all those releases. And I find they're more forgiving, which is fine in its own sort of thing but you know i want at least for destructors reviews i want guys that have played enough to just have a healthy bit of cynicism just not completely burnt out but just what i call pleasantly jaded where they're going to be legit surprised by a really good game still but you know they they've got less of a tolerance for mediocrity and and we're doing a lot more of that on destructed which i'm very proud of but yeah like you say you know some people don't play games all the time and and they're gonna have a, a bit of a a less cynical opinion of something and you know that's their deal and but they can't seem yeah. to accept that other people have their deal it's mm. well, oh, it's well. also it's just weird because like people are people are jumping on there and like defending this game before it's out like oh well they yeah, okay that. like I, there's people people who they do that just, it, it blows my it. mind yeah well, they're uh they're yeah they're they're part of the nation you know they're in twisted metal nation yeah, yeah, the juggalos. I haven't so, dealt with review made, bullshit made me, since. Sorry. What made me think of that Ooh. specifically was we were talking about heavy metal parking lot and comparing things in times and places, and I said the twisted metal fans are juggalos. There's a, there's a, a documentary called Gathering of the Juggalos that is just uh, I think it's like 20 minutes. It's on like it's online. It's, it's on Vimeo or something, and it's it's just a camera turned on to juggalos at the Gathering of the Juggalos, and they're just talking. And there's like there's no there's no editorial like there's no narrator there's nobody interviewing there's just these people talking and it's like I don't I don't know any juggalos like I don't know what that's about like I I've just pretty much judged it from afar I just think it's really stupid and there's some people who do that but it's Does like that, that's cool out? like huh Does poop come out Does it the thing I know about juggalos is that it's part of their culture that you can just poop and and let it fall out of the the, the cuff of your pants. At the bottom of really? your pants and just have a little poop fall out. I, like, I yeah, believe that. I, that. I mean, the amount of shit that just yeah. falls out of their mouths. You're telling me that? <laughs> I did not. I, I, I'm, that sounds like something Jim would say. If Jim said it, I wouldn't believe that. I would be like, go on, Jim. I'm pretty tell sure us about the poop. Uh, uh, but the fact that you said that. Actually, yeah, no. I, they put- I don't lie about shit like that. I mean, you'd know I was joking. I When I lie, I do it about things that are so stupid 
there's no point lying about them. And that's how I get people, and that's how I constantly trick my friends and family. Like when I tell them that the song, Hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind, was a song written about Mickey Rourke. It's, and I do it, and it's, I say it so matter-of-factly, with the confidence of a past fact, that people will believe it. Just long enough for me to, because they'll then follow up with, you know, really, and then I'll just say, I don't know. Um, and then they will know. But that's when I lie. I wouldn't lie about poop coming out of a juggalo's butt. That reminds me of Milton Berle. No, they poop a lot. Uh, they, they threw the poop on uh, Tila Tequila, I think. She showed up and she's like, hey, and thinking it was going to be like everyone loves her because she's tequila, uh, tequila. And then they just uh, threw poop at her from, oh. from the cuffs of their pants. You know, I, I, think, uh, I think Tom Green was there, too. I love it because, mm-hmm. you know, we we live in a – like I was, I was thinking about this. I, I, I've been sort of paying attention to just, I guess, I don't know, just paying attention to the world around me more in a, or in a different way or something. But just like looking at it sort of – if I was an alien – what I think of this strange place, Earth, and these people here. Um, yeah, I feel that way a lot. It, yeah, and it's I, I spend so much time on the internet, which is typically I surround myself with like simultaneously the dumb people on YouTube and Twitter, and a lot of really smart people who just are on the internet. So they like kind of have this weird kind of like global view of whatever it is that they're paying attention to. And there are a lot of people sure. who are like, I'm gonna go on the internet and just watch stupid videos. But there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm gonna blog about shit, and like it's it's basically like digitizing yourself. That's like, that's something that we kind of do, and it's like I, it's it's not exactly normal. Uh, and this weekend, I went to uh, I went to the a mall in San Jose, and uh, it was just it was uh, okay. So so the um, the Detoiter uh, Occam's electric toothbrush, Hugh, you know, uh, on on Twitter, he's T Ball Bat. He has his thing, the the Dark Siders two hashtag, which I fucking love, which is basically just where he says something like really shitty, like he <laughs> says like you know. A grown man with a rat tail, and then hashtag Darksiders too, and it's sort of like one of these by itself doesn't make any sense, but when you sort of get get the hang of like it's 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 poetry, and this entire mall was hashtag Darksiders too. There was a store called Latin Lingo that just sold like it, it just sold like like really horribly stereotypical like T-shirts you'd see Mexican gangsters wearing, like. Like if you s- picture like one of those plastic homie figurines, like oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a sh- it's like a store for those people to shop at, and the store is called Lat Lingo, and I'm like this is literally a store for racial stereotypes. Um, <laughs> and I was just I was walking around, I saw I saw like a really like a like a big like a fat kid with like a like a rat tail, and he was wearing a shirt with a picture of Jason Voorhees on it, and it said "You're next," and he was wearing like bright red basketball shorts. And he just walked by, and I was just like, <laughs> "Like what? What is this? Is this is reality? Like this is a real place?" And I was just kind of cracking jokes about it the whole time. I walked into Spencer's Gifts, which I haven't been in in like uh, years, and it's it's like if Hot Topic just joined a frat because they're selling like you know Ninja Turtles hats and like. Optimus Prime belt buckles and like stuff that used to be kind of dorky, but now it's just sort of normal. But then they're also selling beer bongs and like they had a they had a fitted fitted trucker cap with Domo Kun's face on it. You know that like that guy who kills kittens when you masturbate or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what? But it was but it was green. It was like a green like for and it was with the St. Patrick's Day stuff. And I'm like, who is like 
man, I want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Better go buy a green Domo-kun hat. Like, mm. what the fuck is going on? There's one of those stores out here in, in the mall in here in Mississippi, which I don't often... I'd say as if that, there's one mall in Mississippi. Um, I think it's like called... I think it's like the South Park Mall or something. And there's one of those stores. I used to go in there because they. that's where I got my like 18-inch Alien Warrior and they had all cool action figures and stuff in there. That's all gone now. Just replaced with bongs. It's that society. Yeah. <laughs> cool action figures out the window. We gotta fit in all the bongs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walked sure, in looking. Yeah. It, it was like walking into a like a like a, a store for date rape props. Like if you were gonna be like, yo, I wanna I wanna make a really I wanna have a really good date rape this weekend. Hmm. And it's like walking in and it's just like like accessories, date rapist accessories. Yeah. Well, that, that's what, actually what kind of accessories, dude. Yeah. You got furry handcuffs and plastic tits that are all in there now, and fucking baby grows with things like I don't know, sassy bitch or whatever on them. Just these like slutty baby grows for little four four year olds and things. It's baby it's, grows. Baby grows, you know, like a romper suit thing. But babies oh, they call it grows. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine on, on Twitter, and she's she's like a really cool uh, really cool lady. Like she used to be like. You know, like like a hip young person who uh-huh. y- she has like rad tattoos. She has like tattoos of giraffes and shit. Like she's just cool. I think you've talked about uh, her before. Does she have all of her limbs? No, uh, differently. I know a lot of people with tattoos. It's just it's okay. Thing. But she's so her some, husband actually yeah. works. Her husband actually works for Sega. I think so. I know her through, oh, okay. through gaming stuff. But she just had a baby, and I was talking to her, and she was like, she was tweeting about how as since she's become a mom, she went from being like like a cool normal person. To suddenly just like dorkishly fixated on this baby, and it's like she can't help it. She had a fucking baby, and she loves her baby. But she's like, it's so uncool how much I love this fucking baby. Like she's like, I I totally went full mommy. Like I didn't I didn't think I like I used to be like a normal regular person, but now I'm just like, oh, it's your baby. I love the baby. And I was like, well, you got to get the baby some rad clothes. You know, be like. And if, in that way, when you're all like crazy about the baby, people are like, "What's so great about the baby?" You're like, "Well, it's got an ACDC shirt on." There you go. And she was like, "What if I got it like a little SS uniform?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." And she's like, "It would be like I have this tiny Nazi in my house that won't leave." And I was like, "That's really, it's really, cute. you know, like dress your baby up like a Nazi, and then you're like, oh no, there's a Nazi in my house, but it's so cute, I can't make it go away." I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, babies. Uh, uh, baby Nazis. Get a, I want to get an uh, SS uniform cat. That's a risk you're running there uh, uh, in terms of your... Uh, well, how is that this? <laughs> That'd be... Well, people what might you think, think you're a Nazi, people? too, you see. People... Oh, yes. They would be offended. They would. They'd be fearful. Be <laughs> what are they doing they in my apartment assume... looking at my great Nazi cat? What they if, would, like, you know. If, what are they gonna like? They're gonna, hey Max, I'm gonna come over to your house, disrespect your beliefs. My cat doesn't go outside. It's not gonna like go outside and like and like scare people. You know, no one's gonna be like, oh but shit, there goes did. that Nazi cat. <laughs> if it did, well, it'd be really then, easy to find the fucking cat. If the cat got out, I'd be like, hi, I'm looking for my cat. It's uh, a Nazi. Have you seen it? You know, like, <laughs> I would love that poster though. Have you seen my Nazi? Lost cat uh, wearing an SS uniform. <laughs> I was at uh, Nick Chester's house this weekend. He's got a, a oh, God, daughter. Who's two. 
I was wondering, uh, like, I think, what what games did you play? Did you play harmonics games, or did you play Rhythm Heaven Fever? Because it's you and it's him. Like, what are you going to do? Speaking of uh, people who are just full baby, he's just, everything is baby-likes. He just instantly likes. And we played Rhythm Heaven Fever per Nick's request. Of course request. you did. Of course you did. You couldn't have played Nick's Doom request. 3. You should have gone over there I... and played Doom 3. It was actually pretty funny. His uh, his two-year-old daughter was pulling books off of the bookshelf for me to look at. And the first one was the Walking Dead comic, uh, which is filled with faces just being bit off and stuff like that. And Nick's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, he's being like all fatherly and goofy and stuff. And then like five minutes later, pulls another one off the bookshelf. It's the Kama Sutra. I'm like, what? <laughs> Nick, what are you doing? He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Dad, doing it. Yeah, don't let me get that from you, little miss. You know, uh, he, was, he was quite cute about it. He really wanted to protect her from these books that he had. What just an on, idiot. Like, I fucking love Nick. Yeah. Like, no, parents just... are stupid and they're idiots. <laughs> well, he's very I, comfortable. Um, he seems like a really cool that. dad. Like, I just, I've, yeah, I haven't ever cool. seen him, like, he, he, like, tells stories about the kids and he's like, he's... He just seems sort of like a like a sarcastic dude who has a kid. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, it's a cool kid. It's my kid, you know. Just got to kind of. Well, kinda... he's got a teenage son as well, and he oh, was out right. teenaging his teenage son, like just legitimately making fun of him better than any. Because teenagers are like masters of mocking each other and whatnot, and being aloof and, um, uh, you know, difficult. <laughs> and he was just destroying his teenager. And I was actually. I was thinking about that. I feel really sorry for, like, future, the next few generations of children, because they're going to be brought up by internet trolls, basically. People oh, that have been yeah. on the internet trolling each other. Like, me and, and Alex, we will troll the shit out of our kid. I won't put up for any of his bullshit. <laughs> I once told him we're going to send him to the moon, and he legit cried because he thought I was being serious. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a different, different. And I kept it up. I kept it up. Just constant. You're going to the moon on a rocket ship, and, he, and, and yeah, it's just. And if he, if he, like, I mean, obviously not if he hurts himself, but if he cries over something bullshit, like you know, he can't have fucking French fries or something stupid, we will just turn around and go ah, ah, at him <laughs> until, and then he gets really embarrassed. He's like, shut up. And we're like, ah, ah, uh, yeah, like Nick... I mean, obviously, not if he fell over and, and like broke his arm, we wouldn't be gathered around him going, oh, "Did someone do it? We wouldn't do that, obviously, but we will troll <laughs> him when he tries when he tries to pull bullshit. And I think this generation of parents are so used to bullshit because they bullshit online themselves all the time. So the kids aren't going to get away with the kind of shit that we got away with as kids because our parent, our, the parents of this generation are. Too childish themselves. Yeah, I think well, there was. It, I think there was a. I think there was a moment where, like, parenting was like. I, I know, like, a, the kids a few years younger than me who were like, you know, their parents were like, yeah, you know, we try to be like more allowing. You know, this is, I guess, hippie parents, or at least just like parents who were like, let's try something new. And it's like, you know, doing the thing where it's like, we just, if you're gonna drink, I know you're 13, but if you're gonna drink, just come to our house. And we'll, we'll we'll supervise. We'll you know it's like we'll we'll keep it in like a, a safe environment, you know. And it's sort of like giving your kids a lot of freedom and hoping it'll like 
sort of pan out. Like they'll they'll sort of like it's basically doing the honor system with with teenagers, you know. And I yeah. I I think that sort of backfired because I think that teenagers are inherently kind of shitty. And it's <laughs> I think kids. I'm sure there's schools of thought that say children need authority and they need to to have that kind of a rule system in place and something to sort of rebel against and something to... I, I wonder whether if you give a child free reign like that, if they don't just get drunk off the power and then jump up to bigger heights of debauchery, mm. you you'll, you'll turn up and they're uh... fucking Caligula having sort of donkey <laughs> shows while lying back with fucking squashing grapes <laughs> on their belly and going, I'm making wine! <laughs> You've got to do those voices with Max before you can't anymore. This is this is your last chance for you guys to be oh. those fops. You got to be you fops do tonight. Do those uh-huh. fops before you do. Though I'll just mention that um, I do have a friend who's raising his child, who I believe is now five. He's also he listens to the show. So hello, if you're listening, you know I'm talking about you. He's re- raising his child. I hope that's I think- not the five-year-old listens to the show. You uh, five-year-old, I, you know, you I would be surprised. He's got a five-year-old, and I know he listens to the show. I would not be at all be surprised. Is that pedophilia or not? <laughs> oh, of course not. We don't uh, to make a child to listen to this oral pornography. That's what this is. It's oral <clears throat> pornography. We do not try to make anyone horny. At least I don't on the show. I do. <laughs> I've been talking about fucking plowing your sweet brown fields for like the past few weeks. That is supposed to be get that's Podtoid After Dark. That is the erotic moment of the show. People are supposed it's like the red shoe diaries in podcast form. People are supposed to listen and touch their most intimate territories while listening. It's like Emmanuel in yes. space. It's like yeah. the, it's like it's like it's the artistry of Emmanuel with the raunchy humor of all of Russ Mayer's films. <laughs> Like Emmanuel Cross Vixen. Wow, that that's something that needs to be done in real life. But anyway, I have a friend. He has a five-year-old. He, they do not have any rules for the five-year-old uh, at all, and never have. And uh, so far, so good from what I've. What been told. if that fucking kid comes in from school when he's eight and he's like, "I want to set set up a dog fighting league." I don't think he's <laughs> going to. Are they going to let him set up? Not even going. Fuck it. That's a He's bad be parent. Well, I don't know. I I don't claim to know. I know um, why they're homes. I know why they're homeschooling him, so that the authorities don't hear about his dogfighting league. <laughs> Three legged terriers running around the place, and he's fucking splashing them with buckets of water, saying, "Get him! Fucking bite his face off!" That's what the five year old sounds like. Fucking bite his fucking face off. He might not have any uh, need to uh, feel Rip aggressive. Rip that Alsatian's throat out, you fucking dog cunts. <laughs> dog cunts? I, I don't know. I think, that, I think that that's a great plan. Like, dealing with, like, being like, oh, yeah, like, our kid is a free spirit. He rides horses naked. He could do that if he wants. That's okay. That's great until he meets other kids. Like, mm, it's I all don't about know. Other kind kids, of, yeah. you know, relatability. Like, being able to just sure. sort of deal with other people i think and it's, it's well i think it seems like and, yeah i was gonna say it, it seems like you know what like nick chester's doing where he just makes fun like the, the troll the troll the trolling of your children you know like giving them some shit it's like 
if they get bullied, like they're not gonna like get bullied, you know. If somebody makes fun of them at school, they're gonna be pretty used to it, you know. It's which is really the fucking teenager, cool. He was not. Uh, first of all, I never told the listeners who Nick Chester is. Nick Chester is the former editor of Destructoid dot com. I think he was the editor in chief. Fuckers should for, know that. You should know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure we have some first time listeners on the show. Um, Nick. Now works at Harmonix. He's working on a lot of games. He gave me a little inside scoop on them, and they sound really awesome. He'll uh, be able to say more at PAX East, I think. They're making They are. I can't speak to that, actually. I should not speak to that. And Nick has a teenage son as well, who he literally just came up to and went, uh, I'm a teenager. Uh, I smell bad on purpose, and I don't talk to anybody, and I wear all black. <laughs> Uh, and, then, and his son just like smiled at him like that's my dad you know <laughs> there was nothing he could really do about it and and like all of five minutes later was joking around with us and took it perfectly uh so yeah father of the year nick chester no, yeah, I, I grew up with great. i grew up kind of being like coddled you know like like you know i went to i went to a very like liberal public school where it was like call your teachers by their first name respect everybody's you know beliefs and stuff and it's like it's that it's that idea of like being tolerant of everybody and respecting everybody and being nice and stuff and it's like that's great except no one else does that like yeah nobody's gonna fuck it like it's really cool to like try and try and impose like put that that mindset into kids but in practice, it just does. It's like communism. It's teaching your kids to be fucking communists. You know, it's awesome yeah. until they want to try and buy something. Um, <laughs> my my thought is to teach kids to be aware that other people are going to feel stuff based on what they do, but to try to get them to be as honest as possible. Because if you have a kid, if you have a kid, you know? if you raise a child, that child is going to be fucking Turbo Gandhi, like. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. You, I hope you'll have a kid someday. Most wonderful, pe- like child. Like I'm just, I'm. When I get sad, I imagine you teaching a child to ride a bike, and it makes me feel better. Because that's Someone, like, um, because you said that a man named that's Knyers like imagine actually a, a fucking drew flower that. giving birth to puppies. Like it's just. Someone please, <laughs> like, make a picture of Jonathan Holmes, like helping a child who's fallen off a bike, and just saying, "Why do we fall down, sir?" <laughs> Well, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got this, I got this. Well, I don't know, it's some, 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 pe- some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I would love it, I would love it if Jonathan Holmes was Alfred. You pretty much, <laughs> if, I relate if you were. To, uh, the black guy there, the most, most yeah, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What, Batman? Alfred. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> I would love it if Morgan Freeman was the next Batman. That would <laughs> be the incredible. Next film, Morgan Freeman and Christian Bale should just swap places and not even explain it. <laughs> they could get away with it at this point, the, mm. the rabid fan base for those movies. Um, uh, deservedly so. Very well-made movies. I'm sorry, are you going to say something back there, Max? Oh, I was just I was saying, like, the uh, back there. Mm. How do you know I'm back I there? Just, I don't know. I'm I thought you were back there. Right here. I don't know. Right here, oh, right next right. to you. Not back there, right, I'm right here. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I was just saying, like, growing up, it, it occurred to me, I was I was always teased by people who didn't like me. Like, I was never teased by people who I knew liked me. So it was hmm. sort of like a very on-off kind of toggle switch thing. 
and if I'd grown up with like let's say my uh, my uh, my brother-in-law who is who is a motherfucker and I love him he's like totally he just constantly making fun of me and it's it took me a second but it's like that's that's totally like he grew up with four older brothers so it's like you know pay it forward kind of thing and it, I, I sure. wish that I you know I grew up with a single mom, mom who's a Buddhist so it was sort of like okay we're watching Priscilla Queen of the Desert we have a cat like that's that's cool and then I went to school and people were like your hair is stupid and I'm like I just went and cried you know like <laughs> I, I had a similar experience yeah I had a very uh, nice to me all the time family so I didn't know what it meant to make fun of someone but not really mean it to hurt them it's speaking, just a way to relate and joke around yeah speaking of someone who had a very different family life fuck the pair of you um, acting like you you had it so bad when the most pleasant childhood memory I have of my mother is the time she went to smack me in the head. I ducked and she just kicked me up the ass as I bent over. <laughs> and that's the best memory I have of my childhood because it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, that's that's not true. I had I, I didn't Ouch. say I had a, there was a time I got in a screaming match with my mom when I was a shitty teenager. And we were sitting there, or she was, I was on my computer in my room, and she was like in her nightie holding a glass of water telling me to go to bed. And she's just standing there by the, by the door. And she's like, Max, go to bed. I'm like, I'm working on my live journal, mom. Fuck <laughs> you, or something. And we just went up shouting back at for, forth at each other. And she's just, I, I was just like swearing at her or something, doing something that a shitty teenager does. And she just threw the water on me. Like she just threw a glass of water in my face. And we both <laughs> burst out laughing because it was totally like, wow, we are, we are being stupid right now. This is silly. It was it was Aww. it was lovely. You know? Still heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Heartwarming but she was really pissed at me to throw the fucking water at me. That's such a that's such an insane thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a physical attack, but it's um it's physical and it's an attack, but it's not a physical it's attack. It's just it's sense? it's a kind of thing that clowns do at circuses. <laughs> it's hard to take it. I try and do I try and maintain an air in, in my relationships now that to have an argument would just be because I feel very self-conscious at the best of times, and I feel no more self-conscious than when I'm trying to argue, because I, I become acutely aware of how high my voice is and how fat I am, and realise <laughs> that they're basically just being shouted at by a Mr. Man. So I... And I think that helps. Yeah. I, the guys with it, like Mr. Silly and Mr. Yeah, Happy with Mr. Green, so. Basically you, Mr. Green. saying you, you avoid conflict because it would be too silly to picture? Yeah. The only, I've only ever like properly lost my lost it some someone about two or three times in my life. One was mm. oh my brother, uh, one was uh, my mother's uh, penis of the month at the time, and I can't even think of the other one. Um, there was a time I squared up to uh, a, a gang, which I've talked about on Podsoid before. Um, I find it's best to, for me to not talk, and then I can kind of. Can, like carry on this air of because I'm quite I'm tall and sort of wide, so I mm. kind of I can carry myself off like an East End villain. So long as I don't talk, so long as I just scowl at them or do as I did in that altercation and count them up and then sort of shrug as if to say I can take you all on, which actually worked. Um, then I'm I'm okay. But so long as I don't have to talk, because then I'm just aware that I, I look like a cartoon, so I don't. <laughs> And that's kind of, it saved this marriage. I think both my wife and I just, we're aware of just how silly the world is in general, so it's hard to, to get into an argument like good. that. 
you know, it's it's good. I think the most serious argument we ever had was how to effectively use the smoker in Left for Dead. And that was literally the most vicious argument we've ever had, and, and pretty soon that worked itself out. Huh. Yeah, it, I could see the passion coming out in terms of that, because you're both kind of experts, and you'd want your expertise to be respected by the She ain't an expert. She was trying to use the smoker wrong. She's pretty smart. I don't know. I follow her on the tweets there. She's got some good insights. Fuck noticed. that sheep's ass. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's um no, she's fucking way smarter than I am, and my accountant as well. So that's the reason why I am not dead. Right. Oh, I need an accountant, big time. I need to finally pay people. So I haven't been holding out because I don't want to pay them. I'm very excited to pay people who contributed to the Talking to Women about Video Games album, but just the math of like dividing by ten and then. It's 15% goes to Bandcamp, but only every 1-30th of the sales, but then they take the entire sale, and the, ugh. Jesus, do you think, well, how much would I have to pay your wife to just do that math for me, for like, you know, just this one time? So like, what if I gave her like 20 bucks? Would she do my math, Jim? Yeah. She likes doing yeah. that. <laughs> All right. That would be really helpful. Like it would be worth it. Yeah. I realize now, at this point I'm now just being a fucking accountant pimp. Hey, <laughs> you want some calculus done? See, I have a similar right thing. This like, way, sir. So Jen's the dental student, so I also say you got some calculus. She'll, she'll scrape that off. That's great. It's a, it's a dental joke. Calculus <laughs> is like plaque, I guess. She got very serious with me, your girlfriend, about flossing. Like I thought we were just joking around, and she's like, "You what?" It was like the entire tweet when I said I haven't flossed in a while. Because my dentist told me, don't floss, dude. Don't do it. You're just going to have bloody gums and look gross. Your teeth are so close together. You can't get any plaque in there, they they told yeah. me. But she said they were wrong and that I need to floss hard immediately. Menthol. Yeah. I don't, Menthol. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit Will about Will your it. girlfriend fix my tooth or not? Yeah, sure. I don't I've know. got like a back. I, it might be a wisdom tooth or something. It's at the back, and I think there's a big hole inside it, in between the molars. And if I eat like anything stringy, a bit will go up there, and then I guess it will just press on the nerve until I find a way to pull it out. Ouch! Oh, that's that's, that's, that's awful. pretty bad. It's hellish. I've had it for ages. I need to go see a dentist. Oh, Dentists are just—it's such a weird thing because uh, like, you can't really kill anybody. Like it's really hard to die from like tooth problems. So it's mm. sort of like low stakes, but it's also like it is the hardest bone in your body. So it's and it's very complex and tiny. Yeah, and it's the easy skull? to ignore your teeth. Oh, huh? the teeth! No, are. the teeth. Te enamel and teeth is like it's harder than oh. rocks or whatever. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it's it's weird. It's just like people who are fixated on that shit. Like I live with I live with two dental students. Like my my roommate's an oral surgeon, and it's just like the, the psychology that they have, the the approach they have on it. It's fucking completely alien you know it's like yeah. if you uh i mean you got to know yeah. more about teeth because as you say the psyche I know so of much the about, patients i know so much about teeth just by living with them and they're always talking about shit i don't care <laughs> i don't want to know about teeth <laughs> the 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 teeth on the aliens on hr geiger's aliens look really nice you ever notice that they must floss. That's a non sequitur. <laughs> they must. But I wanted you guys. Have to you noticed President talk. Obama's oh. President Obama's jaw looks like a xenomorph? I saw a Just picture of him smiling, and he's got a really angular chin. And when he smiles, it like 
pulls up like a big sort of grimace and his teeth are in there like perfect and white and it looks like that those the scenes in the alien films when you get a close-up of the alien's mouth and the lips just kind of pull back they just kind of yeah Yeah. just scale back and it's like that he's kind of got like the alien queen sort of fixed rictus grin and it's terrifying when you see it because his skin will stretch as well and then it gets that kind of weird sort of non-human texture of the this isn't racist i'm not saying this (laughs) just because he's black i'm saying it because it is pointy chin (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, looks, he looks pretty normal he looks pretty normal no. I don't know. people say he's a handsome young man I look, no, he's, a, he's, he's a fine looking man I'm just saying when he smiles just the jaw area is very xenomorphish mm. just from the, the end of the nose down then I just saw you know a photo the- stop, ju- stop I'm taking racist back you know what's the worst thing in, in life? The absolute <laughs> worst thing in the world like this is seriously one of the most tragic things is when you meet a girl, you meet a beautiful woman, or something. You know, you you see her, whatever you're talking to her, and you're like, oh yeah, she's like, she's a pretty lady, and you, you know, you see her, you know, like a friend or whatever, and you're like, yeah, she's she's fucking cute. And then one day, you realize that when she smiles, she looks like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> and that is seriously that has happened with several girls I know, like several. Like I mean, I'm not I'm not ah. in the, on the market or anything. I, I have. Janet's cool. She doesn't look like a claymation character when she smiles, so we're golden. But it's like it's such a it's such an instant fucking turn off when I when I'm like, oh yeah, you're a really cute girl, and I say something funny, and she laughs, and I'm and it's just like crack is grommet, and I expect her to like yeah. hold her hands up and do the little <laughs> hand wiggle that Gr- Wallace does. So it's even it's worse the when just as you're about to just as you're about to climax with them, they just go, oh, I need some cheese, Gromit! Oh, it's geez. a great big sheet mixing thing, Gromit! <laughs> it's the wrong trousers! <laughs> oh, fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's a tragedy. Like, that's... I'm so... I don't... I hope I don't have that. I hope I don't have that. It's, that'd be terrible. Oh, no, no, no. You don't. Your, your mouth shape is just right. I've been looking. Looks yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, my mouth, mouth is shape, the right shape. Jonathan Holmes. Good mouth shape, dog. I like it. <laughs> Creepy. You can't ever see. Are you guys gonna do that fop talk? Do the fop talk. Oh, we could do that. <laughs> oh, that won't be forced and manufactured at all. Just do it. Just do it. We're oh, doing it. I'd like my chickens, which are free range and live on the moon. Oh, I'm uh, Jonathan Holmes, and I'm so rich. Mm. Bring me the the finest of meat so that I may pluck off different types of meat throughout the day and eat it. An antipasto sombrero. I would like to eat the original clay, Wallace, from Wallace and Gromit, (laughs) and I can do that because I'm so rich. (laughs) (laughs) What can I get? I know, that's tough to top. Let's do a thing. Hold on. Here, wait. I'm a waiter. Okay. Oh, hello there, sir. Welcome to Outback Steakhouse. I'll be your server today. My name is Brett. Can I? Can I get you? What can I get you today? A live kangaroo. <laughs> All right, that's just great. And what can I get you to drink with that? Tutankhamun's piss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it or not? Because I'm quite decadent. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, he'll be joining us for dinner in a moment. Shouldn't come and will? Oh, fucking hell. I think for lunch I'm feeling a bit peckish. I'll only have the Gutenberg Bible and a large glass of pearls. <laughs> I would like Drinking a fabergé sum, please. It's like an egg with the sun. Made of fabergé. The whole sun. Made of real authentic fabergé. Oh, welcome to your last show, Max. Yeah. <sighs> Feels good. Feels good. That's good, man. There's a there's a whole bunch of questions. I feel uh a question. feel bad. I always have to leave early. I gotta be yeah. out of here in twenty minutes, but uh... and how yeah. many minutes? Let's go. It's a question. Twenty minutes. Twenty. Let's do it. the questions. Do All right, uh, Toby. Sir Toby asks, "Do you guys like Doctor Who, old or current? If so, who's your favorite Doctor?" Max. Um, like I'm Doctor completely Who? incapable. Like I I want to like Doctor Who, but I mm-hmm. can't get into it. I just I huh. I tried for a second. I thought it was cool. I appreciate. Yeah, which Doctor Who was this? Uh, this was the new one, which everyone, someone was like, a friend of mine was like, I think this is probably the easiest place for you to start, just because there's not a lot of you know baggage and it's not super hokey, but it's like modern hokey. Um, sure. What I like is I no one had ever the people who are into these things who are like the people who are uh, like really hardcore Doctor Who fans, they always just fucking suck at explaining why Doctor Who is good. Like huh. this. This is not just Doctor Who. This is a thing that's it's kind of across the board. Uh, people who are into something usually don't have. Are, they're not good at selling it because they're like huh. it, they've reached a certain point where you know, you know it's like asking a specialist a question, a really basic question. You know, like you ask yeah. a, a scientist, like why is the sky blue, it, and they I give you a quick answer. It's kind of like asking them to explain how to breathe. Like it's become so natural to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they would. They but, don't even understand why you wouldn't know. I typically I think like it's pretty, no one had ever told me yeah. no, one had, no one had told me that Doctor Who was originally supposed to be a children's show, you know, or that it's like all like I well, I always just was. sort of assumed it, Huh? It was sort of it was like a kid friendly sci fi show, like a kid friendly Star Trek. I totally didn't time. realize that. Like I didn't yeah, like yeah. I, it's just I it's always been one corner of, of nerdy culture that I can't get into. And also it's a TV show which I have a really hard time like dedicating myself to. It's just T V yeah. is hard for you have to follow a lot of episodes. Well, my my opinion, Doctor Who people love it because people want to be smart and witty, and they also want to be weird and interesting, and it brings those two things together. And uh, it's about relationships with other people that become quite meaningful after a while. So that's what people want. That's why they like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's why they like all sorts of crap. And Doctor Who is included on that. That's, that's easy enough to understand, right? Everyone wants to be like a funny, witty, weird guy, right? Mm. Like an Anthony Birch type guy, just running around. Like a Jim Sterling guy. Doctor Who is just like Jim Sterling, except uh, a little bit less uh, irritated about things. Less mentions of pedophilia in... Uh... <laughs> Jim, you make a wonderful <laughs> Doctor Who. I, I, you would. I would. You I get my vote. Here, Doctor Who. And you too, Max. You, uh, your persona on the Destructoid show, which is just like you, except turned up a notch a little bit, is much like Doctor Who. I'm guessing that's why Toby asks you guys, because you're yeah. both Doctor Who-ish I, to me. I have liked every episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen. I just have seen three. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to get into it, but I, I just never got round to it. Um, you know, I used to watch some of the old ones on UK Gold back in Britain, and uh, I caught a couple of the episodes. I know there's an episode where they use ELO to kill aliens. 
the frequency yeah, yeah, yeah. of an ELO song fucking kills them all. Uh, plus the, their new version of the master, who I forgot who did it, but it was, a, it was an actor whose name I forgot, and he was really good from what I've seen. Um, huh. But I recently I finally that. got around to getting Netflix set up here, so and I noticed they've got Doctor Who, so I might watch it on there because I've been you just now got Netflix. Well, we used to we tried to do the old apartment we were at, but. I don't know what was wrong. We couldn't get it to work. Like, we'd get it set up, but it wouldn't stream properly. So the movies would just be like fucking zoetropes. So we oh, gave weird. up. And then we finally got round to, after we'd moved, we kind of just put it from our mind and thought, internet in Mississippi is too shit uh, to bother. But then obviously with all the other sort of streaming, there is, there's no other streaming alternative, really. So we thought, well, fuck it. We, you know, let's try Netflix again, see if it works. And it worked. So we're going to keep oh, it good. up. And that's good, oh, that's because I, I, I watched just... one episode of He-Man on it. <laughs> <laughs> you, watch the, you watch the She-Ra Christmas special? The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas I, special? Oh, it always comes up. That. I think that's yeah. on there, yeah. It is on there. Um, swords or something? Yeah. I just installed uh, Netflix on, on Jen's 3DS. Oh, and I'm like, I'm not really... I don't... The 3DS feels too much like my, my DSi. It just, it's just like, feels like... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I, 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 I've had time with it to sort of give it a chance. But you it's like your DSi, right though, right? I like my DSi, but it's sort of like that's it's it feels like one of those um like one of those baby laptops, you know, like when they're like, oh, it's like a you know, it's a leapfrog. Yeah, it feels my, too much like a leapfrog. My first computer. Uh, right. Yeah, right, and it's right. like this yeah. is Nintendo makes wonderful toys. Why are they trying to do other things? But putting Netflix on it, genuinely really cool. I was really impressed with it that because we were. Yeah, yeah, it was surpri- surprisingly. We we were hiding under the covers watching Hey Arnold on this tiny screen. It was really cute. Really, <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. watched Ponyo a lot on that to go to sleep, like on my pillow. I think it's pretty neat. Oh! Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know me. It's oh, not the you best. Man, you wonderful man. I can't help it. I'm just like this. Uh, they got Street for... Sharks. I should watch that too. They got fucking yeah, Street Sharks. They haven't got Skeleton Warriors. Um, by the way, I, I think it was Meat Hook Jones sent me in the mail Skeleton Warriors, the complete series on DVD, which is just brilliant. And he also sent me something else. This wasn't on a wish list. This He just saw it and thought, I thought you'd like this. It's a book called Fun with Pedophiles. Oh, no. So I got oh, that no. in the mail. And wow. Luckily, it's not on the pedophile side. It's a collection of... Um, like chat transcripts that this comedian has had with pedophiles trolling them, oh, basically. God, that sounds awesome. Uh, so I'm looking forward. I haven't gotten around to reading it yet, but just the back cover alone sort of piqued my interest. I'm looking forward to getting into that. I when I first saw it, I kind of went like even paler than I normally am. I'm just like I can't be getting this in the mail. Not fun with pedophiles. Jonathan, did you get my package that I sent you? I was. I wanted to mention that I just got that on oh, Saturday. I was, I was overjoyed with what I found. I really. I want to just lock you up and and give you food and things you like, <laughs> but just make you draw all the time because you're such a great artist. <laughs> I love you drawing so much, and it's a shame that I know you're too busy to to really dedicate oh, I, a lot of time to that. I I, I just got a, like a. My mom came and dropped off a bunch of stuff that I had in storage that was consists of pretty much all my old drawings from grade school up and. And like all my old sketchbooks, and I've been looking through them, which kind of just makes me think like, I'm not really like, I haven't really grown up. I'm just kind of distilled as a person. Because it's the same shit that I draw now, it's just like slightly different, just 
Sure. Well, it's good to have a core. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a sign that you have a. You know, some people might not have souls. Uh, the way my mother puts it is, if you peel them away like an onion, in the middle of an onion, there's nothing. But if you peel an apple, eventually you get to the core. There the is core. a lot. If you and I've done this, if you peel anything to the core, you know, it might yeah. be a baby. I'm not confirming. <laughs> there's shit underneath. <laughs> That's true too. I, I would. I'm not saying that. I've seen it, and I'm not saying I've paid an organization in Europe to go to a building and do it. Just saying. What I was trying to say was that Max Scoville has a core that has been consistent in his character since he was young, and that's a, a wonderful thing. When people look back and they feel like you know they're not even remotely the same person anymore after ten years, it's often because they don't really have kind of a central uh, being it's, to himself. I, I found, like, journals from, uh, like, fifth grade where I'm just like, Tango and Cash is my favorite movie ever. I hope <laughs> I get to meet Sylvester Stallone someday. And you still kind of feel that way, I love that, that way, fucking right? movie. Well, I, but it's weird because I just suddenly like Kurt Russell better. Go figure. Yeah, they're both great. They're both great. Yeah. Uh, did you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Um, Sylvester Stallone are teaming up for a new movie called The Tomb. Oh God! It's going to be on, the Expendables man. again. They don't. Uh, they, it's are you be sure by The Tomb? Like it's not just literally their funerals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. They're I don't just know filming much. it, put it on the internet live stream. <laughs> too much. And Jim uh, Caviezel, the the Jesus guy, is going to be in it too. What? That all adds up. It no could be. Their funeral with Jesus there. What? Well, no one That's, gives a shit about Jim Caviezel. If if it was if it was Jim Caviezel playing like crazy battle damage bloody Jesus from the Passion of the Christ and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone playing themselves, you have yourself the greatest movie ever made mm. in America. That is a you brilliant have, idea. Actually if Sylvester um, no, if Arnold Schwarzenegger goes back to the time of the Passion as a Terminator to stop it. Oh Jim, I got bad news. I got, I got bad news. Well, That's what, a Mad what? TV sketch. Is it? That yeah, is a I saw it. Like yeah, you like a mad yeah, I saw oh. it. It was, it was one of the best. Mad TV. I share something in common with Mad TV. <laughs> to be fair, that Will Sasso. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Max. To, to be fair, back then. Yeah. yeah, I thought Will Sasso was all right sometimes. He did a good Randy Newman impersonation. Oh, yeah, was, there was some pretty funny shit. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hate on that TV, but I don't know. It's pretty good. It had its moments. It... I would say 15% just... of the time it was all right. I, I would say that they had really good ideas and they just didn't know how to do a punchline. Like, they would just, the sketches would drag on for way too long. Yeah, a lot of, uh, just like awkward moments without any comedy involved. Just a, a kind of a sad embarrassment to watch. Yeah. But they still yeah, sounds then, exactly like Podtoid. <laughs> oh, come on. Not true. We keep it rolling on this show. We're, we're great at this show. I was just so like good. literally physically rolling on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I just got We're going to get some more questions because we only have 10 minutes left, I think, right. Max Goville. Uh, Quantum Cat PhD asks Is it called pop or soda? Jim? Uh, neither. It's okay. fizz, it is fizzy. Fizzy. Okay, fizzy. Max, your thoughts? Soda. 
Soda. I'm I'm with you on soda. I've never called it pop. Uh, uh, Jack Darby asks, you suddenly receive a boat filled with money. Do you want to make Beyond Good and Evil? I assume two, Psychonauts 2, Metal Arms 2, or something else. I would want something else. I would want to pay um, the Satoru... Oh, I'm playing Etoi. Uh, I'm saying it wrong, I bet. To make uh, Mother 4. I'd want mother, a new Mother game. Whether he wants to make it or not, he'd, he'd find the inspiration. I got, I got something for you. I, I thought of this joke the other day. There do it, should do be it. Earthbound and Down. <laughs> be like east, Eastbound and Down, but with... <laughs> Yeah. That would be perfect because they're both kind of embracing the yuck of our world, and, but trying to make light of it and have some fun. There's some real yuck in Earthbound. Your neighbors, in particular, are, are yuck. Anyway, is there some game if you had endless money? Or is there some sequel you would want to uh, force to be made? Yeah, Max? I've got a. Dr- oh, sorry. Jim, no, you. Jim, no, I just assume do- everyone's talking to me all the time. <laughs> well, they usually. Oh, please, usually Max, don't. go first. So, my dream thing would be. Um, Basically, all the forgotten fighting game franchises of the 90s combined okay. into one fighter. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom, but it's like Uh-oh. Eternal Champions plus Primal Rage plus... Uh, uh, Killers? Oh, uh, fuck. Huh? You remember Time Killers? Killer Instinct. Uh, Killer Instinct. Was time- just talk about Killer that. Instinct, yes. Uh, World Heroes 2. Uh, <laughs> just like all of these fucking B-list retard villains or you know fighting game characters just just all of them wow and i'd have it i'd want it to play like uh the new mortal Kombat. just that would be brilliant funnily enough mine is similar i was gonna suggest a crossover between two 90s beat-em-ups but then i remembered my ultimate dream which is a third person action video game in the vein of something like god of war set in the rise of the robots universe what that no is my dream. I know. It would be my job as head of big game studios to make a credible action game set in the Rise of the Robots universe. Is that even a universe? Isn't it just a series of robots? It is just... a universe. <laughs> You've got it's to go Brian with this, May, otherwise right? it doesn't quite work. <laughs> Brian May would do the soundtrack? Would he return? Well, no, uh, we would, it would be the same thing like what they did. We would say Brian May does the soundtrack, but then he does one song that plays 30 seconds in the intro. <laughs> it worked for them the first time. So, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Well, I would also like to see, I'd also like to see uh, 50 Cent, Blood on the Stars. <laughs> Whoa, him going into space? Fuck it, yeah, seriously. Gangsters in space, literally. I know that THQ, I know that Volition wants to work on that fucking game. Like, I know that they, like, you see Saints Row, and it's like, 50 Cent wasn't feeling like making a new game. And they were like, Ugh! Ugh! Gangsters in space. Beast Man, why are you talking about video games starring 50 Cent, you furry fool? <laughs> Why did that happen? Have you, you played Time like, Killers? Though? You sounded like Beastman lamenting. Oh, when he went. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How come? Because I yeah. watched, as I said, I watched Master of the Universe the other day. How come yeah. they're always calling Beastman Furface when his face is the only bit of him bereft of fur? <laughs> it's one of yeah, those. Never shoot I, don't, face. I don't think He Man was like witty enough to be postmodern. <laughs> It might have been. You never know. And I don't know why they don't shoot RoboCop in the face, but I'm glad they didn't. Uh, but in RoboCop versus Terminator, he's got robot face, just like a Terminator. Max, have you ever played Time Killers, though? Um, no. Look it up. 
it's a game made for you. It's like just could should be called For Mexicoville the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's perfect for you. It's yeah, like your doodles. It's worse. They're not as good of artists as you, so that might annoy you a little bit. But um, they just decided to be gratuitous in ways that are that are magic. So yeah, check it out. So I'll do another question. Someone wants to know what the best Vita launch game is, but I'm not sure at all because I haven't played enough of them. You have though, Jim, and you have, have you played them too? I've got so many. I've played some of them. I haven't played enough to really get a get a feel of it. Well, I'm, what's your I would favorite? Say, I bought I bought Uncharted. Um. And on Katamari, just because I was like, these these seem like pretty pretty safe bets here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which one uh, do you like more? I haven't played either because I don't have my Vita oh. yet because it's not tomorrow. <laughs> 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 but tomorrow you get your Vita, so maybe you can yeah. tweet out loud about that to Cloudy Music, Aaron, Cloudy oh, Music, as that. Yes, and Jen, Jim. Yeah. What's your favorite? Vita I really don't game? know what to say is the best. I mean. I would always recommend getting Uncharted, even if you don't like Uncharted, just because you've got a Vita and it's it's something that will justify your purchase. Like, you'll play it and think, wow, the Vita's awesome. Because so many of the other games, they show off what the Vita can do from a technological standpoint, but they're not good games, so they make the Vita look a bit shit. Um, uh. I would say the safest bet, and I won't say the objectively best one, but the safest bet is Luminous. Um, what's it called? Luminous... Okay, that's, that's or something. That's totally like I. That's the thing that I hate. That's I totally hate that. It's I was looking at that and I was like, I can't, I can't pay forty bucks for a game about blocks. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah, I will. I will pay twenty bucks for a game about blocks, but I can't do forty bucks for a game about blocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could spend forty bucks uh, for another Ubisoft game. Uh, which is the fucking oh, don't start. 99 cents. I'm going to start. Okay, well, I should, I should go then. I, I should probably oh, go. No, 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 no. we got to do a couple more questions before we go. Oh. I think you okay, end one, it one by taking a ball and going home. <sighs> They're all for Jim. Let me find a good one. In Jim's opinion, uh, what do you want, Jim? And Hey, Jim, what are, yeah, we got to find a good Max question. All right, we something bitter. <laughs> it's for Max to say because it's last show. No, it I didn't announce that it was last. Maybe show. Max would like his last show to be spent talking about me for a minute. Can you ask Jim if he? There's <laughs> so many that are just for you. Well, just Jim, ask. Maybe. Just ask them for Max. Just replace oh, Max with okay, like, Jim with good. Max. Good idea. How does Max still get games from video game companies he insults? And how can I get called uh, uh, Ubisoft bunch of cunts? I think he means how can I. Get in on calling Ubisoft a bunch of cunts, but um, yes, uh, Max, uh, how do you get away from being so mean to game developers and still getting their stuff? I'm really good looking. <laughs> you See, the are. thing is, it's, it's great handsome. because it's it's wonderful because the people who make the games, who will make the games, are the developers. The people who give right. the games to me are the very cute PR girls. So I just mm. I make these little videos of myself, and I'm just like. I'm like, attached is my uh, request for a review copy. They open it up, and it's just a video of me, like, smiling and winking at them. Whoa. You know, like you really do that? No. I really I mean, I do videos. three times a week work. on the show, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so you can be friends with um, publishers and PR, and the developers might hate your guts, and it doesn't really matter. Is that uh, more or less a recap of what you said? That's pretty much... That's pretty much how it goes, yeah. I mean, the, pe- the the people who actually make the games don't have anything to do with like distributing the games. So yeah, yeah, I find that to be true as well, and I assume that's true for you as well, Jim. Yeah, a lot of them don't care. 
And the ones that do, like most of them, I mean, what? If you tell me you're blacklisting me, that's going on Destructoid's front page. It's going on there, and then everyone will call you baby publisher, can't take a fucking criticism. <laughs> Um, not only baby that, publisher. but maybe publisher. But um, Sega put it best. They just said, "Well, what what happens if we blacklist you? You'll just go to the store, buy it, and rip the shit out of it. Then, so we might as well send it." And I thought that was the that was just a beautiful sort of description of the publisher reviewer dynamic. Um, a yeah. lot of them just like they, you know, they might call into question what you've said. You know, I've had people want to talk to me on the phone about things, but they've never gotten too arsy. Most of them just want to know. They just want a further explanation as to why you 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 said what you said, and and are like, oh, you know, can we help here? Can we help there? Their job isn't to blacklist people really and get pissed off. It's more to, I guess, just try and put out the fires when they turn up. Right. The only the only blacklisting I've known of is when someone breaks um uh do not yeah. what are it, NDAs, is that what they call Embargo is, Embargo NDA. That's the casual that one, the NDA is the signed thing. We ah, only did that right, once. Okay. We actually had one I won't name the company, but we had one uh, publisher uh, that was going to blacklist us because we accidentally broke an embargo. Um, and I won't say who it was because I don't want to risk not getting further copies of Bioshock. But I was luckily <laughs> able to smooth it over. I'm quite... Because people... like I think people think that I am just a very rude person because of how spirited I write and everything. Um, whereas sure. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a very laid-back and polite person um, oh, in sure. general... Uh, sort of life so i'm i feel like i'm actually because despite what people may think about me being some sort of pr loose cannon or what have you i'm actually very good with pr and i am very good at talking to people and very good at even just sort of smoothing over any annoyances that a publisher might have with a review we've done or, or anything they think we've done wrong um there are some publishers that and, and developers that used to hate my fucking guts and then we got talking and and you know i'm really friendly with them now and we sort of chat and stuff so I yeah, think that's, quite a few, that's it's it. A, it's, it's a weird industry. Yeah, it's a mixture of power on my sort of publishing power on my part, apathy on the part of PR, and just general people being nice to each other. You can't yeah. go. It's a holy trinity. It is a perfect people, combination. When people on the internet go, you know, like they they say the mean things and they freak out and they're like crazy. That's not how we do it. You know, that's not at all how it goes. Like, yeah, most pretty pretty civil. Most publishers and developers have always said, "Like I don't care if you rip my game to shreds, if you can argue your point, then that's fine." Like I mean, Insomniac were as good as gold over the Ratchet and Clank call for one review I did. You know, I mean, they weren't happy with it. Obviously, they didn't condone it, but they were like, "What can we say? You argued your point. Move on." Sure. Yeah, yeah, that that made them look really good, in my opinion, when they mm. did that. I wish more developers would take that high road. Do you have time for more questions, Max? I gotta get going. I gotta take off. Uh, I'm so. sorry. Well, Max, wow. this is it's it was fun. yeah. Thank I'm you. Around. I'm not. I'm not like we're still gonna like we still got Max. We got. Good. We all saw the report. It's terminal. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> I got so I gotta go. I have butt diseases. And <laughs> um, um, seriously, you know, I'm, thank I'm you. I'm still I'm still doing the Detroit show. Where the reason that I'm not doing I can't do Podtoy anymore is because uh, I mean basically we're doing more stuff for the Detroit show over at Revision Three. So 
watch those videos. We do videos and stuff. They're like audio, but you can look at the it. The big irony is Podtoid was brought back for you and Tara to host to further promote the Detoid show. Uh, and now you're both gone because of the Detoid show. It's, it's quite funny and, and well, annoying. Oh, Jim. You know what you should do? You know what you should do? Oh, it's my God. A car just went by with giant cow horns on top of it. <gasps> it looks really stupid. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I have a great view from my apartment. That's all right. I can't see cars with I horns. go to your apartment. You should. Are you guys are you guys coming out for GDC? I don't think so. Why is that again? It's like super soon, right? It's like next week or something. It's like the beginning yeah, of March. I'm not. I have yeah. not been able to keep up, keep track. I haven't even registered. I just found out. I thought Hamza was registering us for uh, PAX East, but we're actually doing that for ourselves. Uh, oh. So I better do that pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, Did you know we're that? Gonna, we're going to hang out at PAX East. We're going to do something there. I would Absolutely. be more than happy That'll to record an episode of Podtoid with you, Holmes, if we have if the opportunity. Jimmy, you're not. Yeah, going let's PAX do East, one at PAX right? East. I want me no. I think he three is my. Okay, well let's let's plan Pod this Pod later. Um, I'm still doing uh, my other podcast, the the Comedy Button, which is uh, a bunch of other video game folk, and we just my buddy lives down the street, and we do that after work, so that's why I'm still doing that. But it's just hard to you know fit this in because you guys are in two different time zones, and yeah, we have no, to do it over Skype, which is the worst program ever made by people ever. <laughs> Fuckers. This is this is You'll be back on again. Time, it's it's stupid to be like saying goodbye because we're just we're just a bunch of like brains floating on the internet. Like we're still there. I'm still there. You know, sure. I'm gonna talk to you guys on Twitter in ten minutes. Like fuck it. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> on that but it's note, saying I should, goodbye I to think... the listeners who will miss yeah. you. So and you, it was almost a year you did this, right? Yeah, it's a it's good, been, yeah, goddamn been, good run. Yeah, you done did it. So great job. I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye everybody. Uh, bye. Mix. Take care. I, I love you. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> uh, he did some really good drawings. By the way, guys, his drawings. Are- this is the future of Podtoid now. Me and Jonathan Holmes just going. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you'll decide to do, Jim. Because there is space. I mean, with Terragon. There was space that we were like, we're just going to plow ahead. But now there's really space if you uh, wanted to fill it in with uh, some random person or do things. There's so uh, many things you can do now. It's interesting because we've got some people that say that, you know, they really liked the sort of two, two-hander two episodes we've done together. And then there are others that are like, mm-hmm. oh, we need some more voices. I'm going to get some people. I'm going to get some guests. Harmser is going to be on and, and maybe for a, like a couple of episodes straight. So... We'll see That'll what's there. That should be fun. Um, we'll have people coming on. You know, it'll be good. And then, you know, there, there's always going to be the core of myself and Jonathan, hopefully, uh, to carry yeah. on. Unless, yeah, be- you know, the tension between us finally boils over into hot romantic passion and then they try and carry the series on after and there's not really much point. Like that thing uh, Bruce Willis was in. Um, I think it was it was an episode of Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, I think it was. <laughs> That was a good episode, the Bruce Willis. No, it's uh, it's it's uh, Moonlighting with Maddie Sullivan or something. Her name is. Is it? Some walk by night. You know it. Come on. Yeah. Some I I do the Moonlighting night. joke every week. I I I do gather. I know, them. and I play along with it every week. <laughs> I act like you know 
I uh, come on, you know that show. That's what Every people. That's what people listen to Podtoid for: the great recurring guffs and goofs and gags and giggles. People, and people just love consistency. I've noticed you can do the same yeah. crap every week, but as long as you do it every week for a year, people will love they that do like crap you did. That's, and they're gonna love the fact yeah. that your anus will have the consistency of dog food by the time I'm finished with it. Me and my dog pounding cock. Dog food pounding cock. Dog food do you want? Do you want more questions, Jim? Yeah. I can do more questions for you. Go on, we ain't got anything else to do. Actually, I've uh, got a... Sub-spot. i got to play... Yeah. I'm playing Asura's, Asura's Wrath at the moment. Oh, for a review? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I just, I just realised I said the word playing. Silly me. I've been watching uh, Asura's oh, Wrath. Oh, no. Really? Why did they do that? It's, it's a weird... I thought it was pretty... They've got yeah, a yeah, yeah. Well, combat they... system that you see like for a few seconds every now and then, and then you watch a cutscene, and then it's such a weirdly structured like game. I yeah. guess it's more like a it's less of a game and more a collection of incoherent concepts. It's a weird mm. fucking thing. You know how I took it. I took it to be a symbol. Perhaps the greatest symbol thus far of Japan's ever-growing, or Japanese developers, I should say, ever-growing sense of inadequacy and fear that they're out of touch. So they're like, we need to give those Americans over-the-top and cinematic. So what does that even mean? Because that's, you know, when people talk about Call of Duty or Uncharted, they, they use the buzzwords that it's really over-the-top, and you know, huge set pieces and cinematic. So they just did that. They just took those two words and tried to do it as hard as they could without any like understanding of what they were even doing and it's a, it's a spectacle and like uh like we were saying the combat system I thought it was actually really well thought out but they it it's too hard to even really yeah. focus on a lot of the time I spent the it's whole not, the whole time uh, thinking if this was a cohesive video game this would be brilliant this would be one of the best things I've ever played and instead it's yeah, it's like it's, a mistranslation yeah. yeah and it's not yeah. even so much yeah. that it kind of splits between sort of a bit of combat and the QTEs it's the fact that they're so separated it's like you'll get a bit of uh-huh. combat then you stop and watch a cutscene or you stop and watch a transition screen and then it goes to some QTEs and then it goes to some more Q- and it's just so segmented there's no sense of flow if they could get rid of the shit in between and make the combat and the QTs flow elegantly together. Because they kind of do that mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, if you knock a character to the ground, go near it, press Y, and then you do, like, a really cool move. And there's these moments where they kind of... The QTs merge with the gameplay, and it's gorgeous, but it does it for, like, a minute tops. And then it goes back into this stuttering, stunted, segmented... Now you're going to sit and watch a cutscene. And and even the game chapters are all split. Like it's it's it tries to be episodic. Like you will play uh. like twenty four minutes of gameplay and then it will stop, and then you'll see a, 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 a result screen and then it will just end. And then you can say you will play the next chapter and then you'll get a recap of what you just played. And it's just Whoa. so there's no sense of fluidity to it, which is what a game like that needs more than anything. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It, it does sound like a misfire on trying to be cinematic and over the top. To and me, it's, the way and it's so it. gorgeous. It's so gorgeous and so, like, 
funny. Like, it's a really funny, like, it just plays, like, the most over-the-top spoof of an anime you could think of. And and when it hits, it really hits. Like, it's got some utterly gorgeous music and great oh, yeah? visuals, wonderful sort of action sequences that are exciting, but every time you just get to fever pitch, you just get really excited. Cutscene. Or you get really excited and we're just going to stop and show a blank screen and then come back to something else. And then you're never allowed to follow through on, on the build. It's all build and no crescendo. Yeah, that's terrible. What a shame. I, I'm looking forward to that DLC, though, where you just looks like Street Fighter 4. It just turns into Street Fighter 4. That looks great. Mm. You see that? You posted about that, I think. I did, yes. It looks yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm glad they're taking some risks in that direction, but um, it'll be a shame if it's one of those games where the DLC is more fun than the actual game. That's how I found uh, Resident Evil 5 to be, for the most part. The DLC was actually pretty darn good. Took more risks with that, I guess. Didn't try to kiss up as much to the audience. Mm. All right, do you want more questions? What is, uh, or you got to go play that game, you're saying? I can give you, you know, we can do some a little bit more. I mean, we've, we've got an hour and a half, and people will complain that that's too short because they're foolish. <laughs> Well, let's follow up. Uh, HP, I can never pronounce this. It's Recreator. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call him that. Alex, um, he wanted to know if your opinion on online pass situation, on the online passes situation, has been altered at all after your talk with uh, David Jaffe on that special episode of Podtoid, which everyone should listen to if you have not uh, listened to it. You posted it, what, four days ago? Mm hmm. Yeah, so we it's still a, ripe and ready. Yeah, we had a special bonus Podtoid special, which went live at the end of last week. If you've not listened to it, it's called David Jaffe and Used Games, uh, where I spoke with Twisted Metal co-director David Jaffe um, about that, about that issue. Obviously, Used Games is very important. To, it's an issue important to the pair of us, and it was very cool to, to speak to him because I've, I've gotten on with Jaffe for a, quite a long time now, so it was, it was cool to sit down and just bullshit with him for an hour and, and whatever it was, uh, just talking about the issue. I wouldn't say it's really changed my mind. I think both of us left still with our own opinions. I think it's it's at least made me think I've got to focus on GameStop a bit more because that's the issue people keep bringing up. Uh, a lot of David's sort of points of view were hinged on this idea that I was making GameStop look like a poor innocent victim, which isn't what I think. I do think you know GameStop is. Um, you know, it, it, it's an unpleasant company run by unpleasant execs, executives like most corporations are. So, you know, I'm not making them out to be the plucky underdog. I just think that the, the ultimate fault for this lies with the publisher because they didn't want to compromise and they didn't want to compromise with a company that doesn't want to compromise. Mm. Um, and I think just looking at the way things were, I mean, if GameStop's not making enough on used ga um, new games, that's the ball then is in the publisher's court to solve that problem. The problem sure. that's driving them to push used so much. And, and, and they don't want to do it. They'd rather sit back and just say GameStop is evil, they're hurting us. And it's just, you get in a situation with two uh, different businesses saying, poor me, cry for me, uh, when it's ultimately the paying customers that are going to get dicked over. And that's that sense to me. Yeah, and that's still where my thoughts always lie, because... You know, I've become almost zealously pro-consumer over the past uh, over the past year now, I guess, uh, yeah. and and that's always going to be where my concerns lie is with the consumer, and I think they're the the guys getting fucked out of this, and 
and publisher and GameStop alike need to sort it. It's a used game. It's you know the the, the used games are, are an issue that they've you know everyone has a right to try and tackle, but punishing others at the bottom who are just trying to afford what is a luxury at the end of the day, you know, is the wrong way to go about it. People try and justify used games. Uh, no, try and justify the fight against used games. We're saying, well, it's a luxury. Poor people don't have to buy it. And it's true, but that actually backs up my point of view because games are a luxury. Poor people don't have to buy it. And when poor people have to choose between food and video games, they're going to go with food. So don't do what you can to make games less affordable for them because it's a luxury and they're going to tighten their fucking belt strings over your shit, not their food. Yeah, it's not about just food and shelter. It's it's a... Uh... You know, as a culture, we need art, right, Jim? And art should be affordable. This high art crap. <laughs> Million-dollar paintings and $60 video games. It should be made for the people to absorb and for us to have a culture based on good things like video games, because I like them. Yeah, I mean, you definitely... Jim. Developers have totally have a right to try and make as much money as they can from the art they create, but at the same time, it just makes better business sense to not put the burden on the shoulders of the consumer and absolutely you know burden yourself if you want to solve this problem come up with better ideas you're already doing things like pre-order bonuses you're already doing things like day one dlc you're already doing collector's editions if that shit isn't good enough find something else don't just lazily rely on online passes and i refuse to believe that. i mean if, if pre-order bonuses aren't working if collector's editions aren't working why are you still using them Clearly, they work already, and the, I, that leaves me to think the online pass thing is just a way to squeeze a bit of extra cash for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's an attack. It's, it's almost emotional, I think, on their part. They, they are angry that they might be losing sales, and they're indignant, so they're, yeah. they're attacking. Well, a company will do what it can to win without ever changing its own business model. Companies hate changing their own business models. Well, it's scary. Yeah, fear and anger behind a lot of that stuff. I think. Uh, let me move on to one from a guy. Unless you wanted to say more, Jim. Oh no, 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 no! I, I talk about that situation enough already. I love the the passion it brings out. It's good stuff. Uh, Wolfie Bowie wants to know if we are importing the last story. I don't have a good uh, importer for Europe, but I do know a couple of people who live in Europe, and I think you do too, Jim, and I am going to ask them if they'll buy it for me, and I'll give them the, the money because I want to get started on that game. I might um, have to do that. I, I yeah. haven't broken my... I ended up with two Wii's for some reason now. I really need to you know, go into one of them and make, fix it so it can play import stuff. I've always sure, wanted sure, sure. to. I've just never got around to it because I've helped you almost with that. You've There's got the like... yeah. I've still got your like guide somewhere. I need to actually go and bloody use it. Yeah, yeah. I shall, I'd be happy to help you with that. You should definitely. One of us should review that game soon. I think we're like the two people on staff that are really pretty excited about it. So, so that'll be good. Yeah. So I'll definitely get it. I just don't know how long it'll take me. I'm not going to get it on launch day. That's for sure. I just need to find a European to to buy it for me, and I'll pay them back. Uh, Blaster wants to know what the single worst experience while working in the game industry was for us. And I, for you, it's probably that blister story on your toe, right? Is that the worst? <laughs> um, possibly. I mean, it's, That was bad. Yeah, that I've, I've talked yeah. about that enough times. I don't really want to bring it up again. But uh, Sorry. That was... Oh, no, no, I'm just saying I don't... I'm, I'm sure everyone's heard it, and if not, they can just fucking ask me later. But it's on the, the live, Destructoid Live, the first one we did, 
Oh yeah, that's on video ago. somewhere, right? Yeah, that's on. It's in a destructoid post. Just just look it up. Um, that was pretty bad. That was. Yeah, I guess coming home, just coming home from the Tokyo. In fact, the whole Tokyo Game Show. Like it was amazing to go to Japan, and and you know I can. That's a memory I can keep with me for as long as I'm alive, and then say I've been to Tokyo and and saw amazing Japanese stuff. But it's not nothing I ever want to do again. I don't. I never want to go back to Tokyo. I just it was a horrible experience, and I'm not going to blame Tokyo outright. But it is a it's a city that doesn't you know it's not my kind of city, and mm, yeah. and there are too many stairs. Let's just say that outright. There's a lot of stairs. It's uh, not like Tokyo fucking, as well. Yeah, it, it's small and fast and sad and serious a lot of the time. But then the TV was great. I could watch just the commercials on. on oh TV yeah, there was some amazing. Yeah. TV. You see the one where the dad is like the Doberman Pinscher and the mom is a bear, and the the son is like an old man. That's a great one. I don't think I have no. They're all just like eating Fruit Loops and just hanging out. It makes no sense. Oh, uh, yeah. My my worst industry experience was. It's not. They they've all been good in a way. I've enjoyed all of them, unfortunately. So this is kind of hard. But probably the most disappointing experience I had was when I was set up to interview T Pain. Oh God. About his new software, and <laughs> I thought it was so stupid that I was doing it, and um. Long story short, I ended up getting kicked out of the interview before I even had a chance to talk to him. And the whole thing was like a fake press conference that was set up for something else he was doing. We have the video lying around, but I've never put it together. But I, I've held a grudge against T-Pain ever since then. He was somewhat rude. And his uh, PR people apologized profusely afterwards. So no hard feelings towards them. But yeah, E3 time. That was at E3. Your E3 time is very precious. It's it's all stuff that's about to disappear forever. And to, to waste an hour having T-Pain kind of give you the brush off was, was disappointing. Absolutely. That's my story. That sounds like a complete shit. Yeah. <laughs> We turned it into a video that was kind of funny. I don't know why we never posted it. Maybe maybe we will. I walked up to like little Asian ladies and said, are you T-Pain? And they're like, oh, no. I remember that, yeah. Did you? I, don't, I can't remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. <sighs> and now we are old and gray. I am old. I'm growing a beard because I am going to play a dad in a music video this Saturday. And they said I didn't look old enough. So I'm growing a beard, and it's got gray hairs in it. Oh. That's my story. That's my other story about beards now. You ever grown a beard, Jim? I can't. I just have oh, that horrible yeah. Michael Moore neck yeti type thing. <laughs> we talked about this. I remember that now. Yeah, and I don't like facial hair on me. Me neither. Me neither. I grew it into kind of, do um, you know uh, My So-Called Life? It's a television show. Uh, No. No, there's a there's a character who is the like token gay teen, and later in life he wanted to look more masculine because he has quite a soft, uh, beautiful, effeminate voice, and he grew a beard just like my beard. So I just look like a uh, effeminate teen who's trying to look grown up and, and manly. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Uh, it's fun though. It's fun every once in a while to grow a beard, but I'll shave it as soon as this dumb music video is over. Good. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to get fucking razor burn. No, no, no. Ugh. When we uh, when we're doing deep kissing, I don't want to end up with a sore face. Because that's what we're going to be doing: deep kissing with tongues out. <laughs>
that'd be so weird to kiss your face like that, you know? <laughs> can you picture? I can't even picture that. Oh, the mouth, the mouth. I'm there. imagining it like <laughs> us in a like a lush, verdant forest with like rabbits sort of skipping around us in a circle. <laughs> And then two bluebirds come and fly in and sort of take off my dress, and <laughs> my, my gorgeous white dress, and you kind of throw your hair back, like you're, you've got long blonde hair in this, and you throw it back and go, ha, 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 come ride with me on my dapple down horse. And then we both get on your dapple down horse, and we ride through the forest in the stream, like it's it's a shallow stream, and it's just splashing the water. And I'm like, I've got a butt, like a, a flower, and I'm just picking petals off and throwing it over my shoulder, going oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like that. And then you turn around and go, "Come, kiss me on the lips, deep kissing with tongues out." And then we go, "Poor, there are voices very low." <laughs> <laughs> Like, all, almost crying. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful story. If um, I've heard that Thomas Strong is going to animate more pod toids, and that, that's my suggestion for this week. And some, some young gentleman, whose name suddenly escapes me because my mind is foggy, is doing some sort of animation, destructoid animation, with, like, tentacle... It's like a tentacle sex with me in it or something. So keep your keep your eyes peeled for that. Mm, that could be good. Yeah, yeah. Could be good. I'm out of energy, Jim. I want to keep chatting, but I feel like I'm, I'm sort of a failure. Yeah. yeah. It was all the shouting and Asura's wrath that's kind of... <sighs> I'm just a terrible cold. My new job is weird. And, oh, life. It's good, though. Life is good. It's just... Uh, a lot of um, a lot of exploration on the the proverbial moon of life, alone in a suit, hoping to survive. I've got a lot of that going on right now. I'll be all right though, right? So we've gotten yeah. this far. Yeah, I'll be fine. You can do it. You got it, dude. Aw, thanks, Jim. Yeah. Uh, there's one other thing I was gonna say. Oh yeah, Seaman, Jim. Yeah, Seaman. <laughs> Seaman is coming back on the 3DS. I'm really excited. Cause it's like that the is, best news ever. That yes. is a game, because I, I think I've said before, I never really grew up with the Dreamcast. Um, so Seaman's just this thing I've heard about and seen pictures of. So I am so excited to finally get a chance. And I'm sure we've heard rumors about it before. It's For just years really, now. Yeah, it's just really good to fucking hear it again and see actual, like, it's happening. And, and yeah. I can't wait to finally experience I, I just I can't wait to experience semen, <laughs> and uh, hopefully when we're at E3, we can enjoy that together. We can enjoy really semen together. You can't enjoy it for long. I don't know if you know that about semen. It's um, it's got sort of a shelf life. It it doesn't uh, when it gets old. Jonathan, I'm spunk up I, my ass. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wow, can you picture that? If I just saw your butthole and I was like, <laughs> here we go, you know? Wow, what a weird adventure that would be. It's mildly amusing when I say it. It's hilarious when you follow it up. Oh, for sure. You're just being nice, for sure. Uh, but for people who don't know, Seaman is a Dreamcast game, like you said, that is 
Nintendo, I guess, has come out and told a Japanese newspaper that they're taking other developers' abandoned franchises and just like, yeah, we'll just make it. We'll just take all the financial risk and put it on the 3DS because we want the 3DS to have more games and third parties might not be up for doing it. So oh, we'll just- God, you know what that means. I, I hope it means a straight port. That's you know, it means Nintendo of America is going to say, fuck that and not bring oh, it out here. That's a good point, rats. I don't know if it, if it meant buying a Japanese 3DS to to play Seaman. Just play it again. I don't even care if it's um, changed at all or if it's the sequel. There's a sequel that came out on the PS2 actually that I want, but even if it's just the Dreamcast version, I'd do it. Seaman is a. Please uh, tell me the sequel is literally called Seaman. <laughs> the sequel is not Seaman. It is Seaman Two. Man and like a flying fish bird man and they've all the cavemen have cell phones and it's completely insane they never even brought it out here unfortunately um but i'll do a quick review of seaman for the people who haven't played it it is a virtual pet game where you're basically talking to one of the fish human hybrids from monty python's meaning of life that show up on screen and just start talking to you for no reason. They just they saw that one part of Monty Python and were like, let's make an entire game about that. And you, uh, it's hosted by Leonard Nimoy, and you, for about, I would say, 10 minutes a day, can do new stuff with Seaman. You talk to him in a, you know, through the microphone and feed him and stuff like that. But there's not much more to do than 10 minutes a day, so it's a game that's kind of designed to be played a little bit every day. So you form a relationship with Seaman that's not too boring. And he says some amazing stuff towards the end. He convinced me that the Beatles might not be real. <laughs> and I still sort of believe it. It's like one of the greatest moments in video game history, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, Seaman, definitely play nice. it. Nice. And yeah. it's so suited it's a portable, like a 10-minute virtual pet. Like, that's perfect for a handheld. Absolutely. But it's not like a Tamagotchi virtual pet where you're like you know, cuddling him the whole time. He's asking you questions like, you think you're so great, don't you? Why don't you shut up for a while? And then just like turns around. You're like, what a dick. Oh, and when he's a kid too, he, he uh, well, you take him from like uh, this weird sort of fish egg stage of life until um, tadpole and then they're like ha- teenagers or like babies and they just say stuff like, Pablo, Collaray, and then when they grow up and turn into a teenagers, then they speak English and they become real dicks <laughs> and to uh, wish that they were uh, one-year-old, two-year-olds again who can't talk. Just like real life, I'm told. A lot of yeah. people tell they like their kids the most when they couldn't speak English yet. Oh, that was a run. I just said some stuff about Seaman. That was my last gasp of energy, though, I think. I'm down. Yeah, down for the count. I'm down, yeah. Oh, one other thing. Mm. I got the new Adventure Time DVD sent to me in the mail just because the person who does the marketing for Adventure Time seems to like me. I told her I don't work for a cartoon website. I can't really promote this. She's like, ah, just take it. They also did the uh, promotion for El Shaddai. And I wanted to tell everyone that the new Adventure Time DVD that uh, is not out yet is really awesome. It's got more shows on it and... um, the the DVD itself looks like Lumpy Space Princess screaming, <laughs> and I just looking at it a lot. Yeah, it's called "It Came from the Nightosphere." It's so they're still good. not doing full seasons. No, they did sixteen episodes on this DVD, and they're twelve. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's more than the last one. The last DVD which I bought with my actual money was twelve episodes. 
So this is a roughly another hour. It's an hour longer. And it's got some really good episodes. Par- Do you know Power Animal? Have you seen that one, Jim? Yes. Where the, the uh, giant like wolf head that looks pissed off and is wearing a hat on sideways is the party, the party god. god. Yeah, it's got the party god. I'm the party god! <laughs> yeah, I've already watched it like three times while doing other stuff, of course. So yeah, it's a great DVD. And I'll, uh, I'll take pictures of the Lumpy Space Princess and put them on Twitter later. Oh, that's it. Did you? But uh, that's all I'll say. As long as you promise to promote sub homes for me, Jim. Yeah. Um. Jonathan Holmes has a show every Sunday. It's called Sub Homes. It's a live video podcast. He has special guests on. Uh, this past week, he had Alex Noisy and another guy from Virgin oh, Games. Hey, yeah. it's my job. Yeah. To remember this stuff to talk about on Podside. Um, it's a good show. It's on. I, I remember that. I can't remember when it's on. <laughs> it is on. That's okay. You remember it a lot. And it comes on 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the middle, you'll just have to do the math. It's either an hour you know, later or an hour before, depending on where you're adding from. And um, this week, we're going to have Brian Provinciano, who is the pretty much sole developer of Retro City Rampage, a game that Destructoid is featured prominently in. Uh, Brian's been working on this game, I think, for like 10 years, and he's something like 24. So basically, his entire adult life, then some, has been spent trying to make this game. And it's finally coming out. Geez, what was it? May? He just announced it yeah. today. It's coming to the PS Vita now and PS3. It's coming to like every console, including WiiWare and Xbox Live Arcade. He'll be on to talk about um, his process in making that game and forgotten genres of games that he's tried to incorporate and how he thinks gaming has, uh, making a game has changed over the years, as well as what's really the best platform to work on these days. Um, because that's always changing too. So that'll be fun. Brian Provinciano, Sunday, the 20. Was that the 5th? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, one of those days, yeah. yeah. And then you said you weren't going to talk. I, yeah, I know. I, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> um, as for myself, you can always catch my shows on escapismagazine.com. Um, please do, because they actually sent money, and it was quite a nice amount. So I'd like more of that. Um, help me buy a camera and stuff to, to make the shows look better. But escapismagazine.com every Monday at 11 a.m. Central usually. Um, this week's one was about Ubisoft. And that was it. It was just me shouting at Ubisoft for like six minutes. Um, so that's worth watching. Um, we have, by the time this goes up, a syndicate review will be up on destructor.com. Um, yeah. Um I'm very ple- I'm very proud of what I wrote because I think I really explained myself beautifully. And I don't say that lightly because I'm very critical of my work, but I'm really proud of this review. But that's not going to stop people being upset with it, I think, because I, I'm sorry, I did, did not enjoy... Well, I mean, I enjoyed what Syndicate had to offer, but it was nothing more than just an FPS. There's, there's really, when I finished playing it, my thoughts were, well... That was a first-person shooter. And people thought I was being purposefully vague when I tweeted that. It's not... I, I wasn't doing it because I was under embargo or anything. That's literally... That sums up what syn- the, the new Syndicate is. It's a, a first-person shooter, and it's more of a first-person shooter than any other first-person shooter that ever first-person shooted. So, yeah, that's that's going up. 
Um, otherwise, we've got more Vita coverage on Destructoid than I'm very proud of. The work uh, Dale and I have done. Um, have Dynasty Warriors next, so that review is going to be up on Detoid. Um, and the, and I think that's that's about it. Oh, and Gamefront, I, I've started, or I will be starting to do a lot more work for Gamefront.com because um, they're re-strategizing to do a lot of PC coverage, and I don't really do that on Detoid, so I'm going to do some PC coverage for them on the side. Just a few bits and bobs that I wouldn't you know wouldn't really fit what i do on detoid so check that sure. out i'm gonna be oh, a busy cool. boy i'm basically gonna be running two full-time jobs uh, which, you know it's it's gonna be good it's you know i like to feel like i'm working hard yeah yeah you you enjoy those crunch times uh when it comes to re- when you november getting and all that stuff so it'll kind of be like that all the time i'd assume for you for a little while yeah i mean hopefully not that bad all the time <laughs> But I <laughs> think something like it's, that. it's about time I'm going to start really thinking about vacations and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make all the difference, I think. Oh, and I forgot to mention that Sup Holmes, that show, which oh, people are getting on me for being an egoist for calling it Sup Holmes. I didn't name it that. Hamza Aziz did. Hamza said, you need to make a show called Sup Holmes so we can make t-shirts that say Sup Holmes on them. That's the only <laughs> reason that show exists. I would never think to do that. And I, I called, uh, I wrote the theme song for the show that just makes fun of how awful I look now. It, intentionally, because I want people to know, I don't think I'm great at all. That said, if you want to listen to the podcast version of it, which has me on it and the, the various developers, it's on uh, Libsyn.com. Just uh, look up Sup Holmes, Libsyn. And I put links to it on all the posts. So, so yeah, it's uh, on MP3 as well. If you don't have time for a video podcast, you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <sighs> it's, a, it's another milestone in our adventure on Pod Toy Gym. Yeah. We've lost another friend to the, to the world of real jobs. Oh, and our friends fall on their knees, but we keep on marching on. We climb the hills to see what we see. We talk about pedophiles and, <laughs> and drink tea. So join us, friends. Join us, foes. Listen to Podtoid. What will we talk about? Who fucking knows? I'm not saying anything because I want that to be the end of the show. <laughs> I've actually got to just do my usual. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Podtoid. I've been your host, Jim Sterling. I've been joined by Max Scovill for the last time for a while, but he will be back. And Jonathan Holmes, um, you can you know subscribe to us on iTunes, RSS. Uh, please keep, keep on writing iTunes reviews. They help us out, and you've been very kind to do so. Uh, you can go on Amazon.com and buy a, an Android app that'll deliver the show right to your phone uh, because of reasons. So do that. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Great job, Jim. Yeah, it went all right, didn't it?